0: We got one heck of a view from up here. Under less heartbreaking circumstances, I might even describe it as astronomical, and that's not just me waxing poetic, which I am prone to do. I got the Monacan Indians to back me up on this. According to one of their legends, the beauty of our Shenandoah Valley so impressed the stars gazing down from above that they held a celestial powwow and agreed to cast the brightest jewels from their twinkling crowns into our abundant waters, which was real nice of them, if somewhat short-sighted. We got a whole lot more than rivers and creeks to merit their stellar attention. The Blue Ridge Mountains cradle us in a glorious blanket of green. If you breathe in deep, the smell of Christmas trees fills your nose no matter what time of year it is horses run faster, flowers grow taller, even the birds tweet sweeter. I believe my father, Judge Walter T. Carmody, a gentleman well-known in the Commonwealth of Virginia for rarely making mistakes, pulled a real doozy when he named me after this heavenly valley on earth. Shenandoah means beautiful daughter of the stars. That's what his honor should have called my sister instead of Jane Woodrow, Because I don't think I am. Beautiful, that is. Not like Woody. We're supposed to be identical twins, but we're not entirely so. My blonde hair kinks in the heat, and my green eyes look like they sprouted from a slightly different family tree than hers. From a distance, though, hardly anybody can tell us apart. Unless I smile. Got a gap between my two front teeth, and who cares? I get all A's. My sister and I are snuggled up in the strongest branches of an old oak that's eighty-two steps from the back porch of the house, depending upon how much of a hurry we're in. Papa built us this fort, carved his name in the trunk of the tree like an artist so proud of his work. Back when he still called my sister and me his little Gemini, we'd lie with him on the fort's floor, so happy to breathe in the smell of English leather that ran along his jaw, overjoyed to hear his heart beating steady beneath the pocket of his starch white shirt while he pointed out Orion the hunter or Ursa Major the great bear. I could almost always make out those sky pictures, but Woody couldn't. Instead of saying, oh sure, there's the little dipper, the way I did to please him, My sister would begin humming along with whatever tune our mother was crooning while she washed the supper dishes, her angel voice floating out of the kitchen window below. But everything changed after Mama disappeared, even Lilyfield. That's the name of our house in the fifty rolling and wooden acres that it sits on outside of town. Not that long ago... Anybody who knew the Carmody Place would have told you it was pretty enough to win a pageant prize, the same way Mrs. Murdoch did. She was a runner-up in the 1937 Miss Virginia Contest, but is sort of slowed down to a walk these days. Don't get me wrong, Lolly Murdoch still turns heads. You just gotta look harder to see the beauty that's lying beneath her weathered skin. Same with Lilyfield even though the fencing out back is missing boards and all three stories of the house need more than a touch-up of white paint. As I look down upon it this morning, no matter what anybody says, I think our home is still tiara-wearing gorgeous. It's a little alarming, though. How fast something tarnishes if you don't keep it polished. Mama's been gone less than a year. Our fort is well stocked. We got feather pillows, a rune chiffon scarf, and sleeping blankets. My stargazing binoculars hang from a nail, and there's almost always a tin of pecan fudge that I make for my sister, who mostly eats sweets these days. Always close at hand are our matching flashlights that we got on our last birthday. The Carmody twins will be 12 on the one that's coming up on August 15th. Off in a corner, there's a little altar that Woody set up. It's just a rusty coffee can with a plastic statue of St. Jude resting on top and a couple of cut-off candles below, but she adores it.